0: Hello and welcome to the Learn Chinese Insights podcast brought to you by ChineseLearnOnline.com, your progressive online Mandarin course. In each episode, I interview someone who has learned Chinese as a second language to find out how they learned the language and, more importantly, what they're doing with the language now. And in this episode, I'm happy to have Xiong, which means bear. And uh, before we get Started. I'll get you to introduce yourself in Chinese, and then we'll go from there.
1: This was my Chinese name is Xiong. You can call me Da Xiong. I'm in in i I'm in China. 我現在今年 um, Okay? All right, good. Yeah.
0: So what country are you from originally? Yeah, no,
1: I'm from Scandinavia actually. Oh,
0: okay, from Scandinavia. So what's your so, what's your mother tongue? Like, what other languages do you speak? You mentioned you speak three languages.
1: Yes. So, besides my mother tongue, of course, I, I speak English, as as you can hear, and yeah. and uh, I also learned German in school. But oh, okay. but I would say that now my my Chinese is actually better than my my German. Oh, really? Although reading yeah. German is actually um, uh, easier because uh, even if there's a word that's um, that I don't know. I can sort of, you know, um, it's easier to look figure it up. out what it means because it's similar to, you know, English sometimes and, and, and so on.
0: Sure. So uh, growing up in, in Scandinavia, like what got you interested in, in uh, China or what brought you to China to begin with?
1: Yeah, I first moved to China back in 2009 uh, due to work. Uh, I was working at a large uh, European company at that time that uh, basically sent me to uh, to work on an assignment in in uh, Tianjin in the north part of China.
0: So originally, when you got that assignment, were you excited to go there? Like, was this something you were looking forward to?
1: Yes and no. You know, <laughs> I have heard that the Chinese market and and the China China is a Manufacturing base was uh, very important. So I knew that it would be a, a good chance for me to, to get some knowledge about China, but, but I hadn't, I hadn't been here before. I actually didn't really know what I was getting myself into at that time. Uh, I just knew that it would be important from, from, you know, a work perspective. Um, I arrived in, in January and, and I remember it was, very polluted and very, very cold at the time in north part of China. So, um, I think I had only been there for a few days and I already started to, to regret my decision because, <laughs> you know, everything is so difficult in the beginning when, sure. when you don't speak the language and you don't have any family or friends here. Sure. Uh, so the, the beginning was, was pretty tough. I would say.
0: Now, as part of the job, like, did you have to speak any Chinese on the job?
1: So, because it was a uh, or is a uh, uh, very large company, the corporate language uh, is English, and uh, they sort of expected the, the Chinese uh, working uh, in the factories and, and sales offices in, in China to, to be able to speak uh, English as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you uh, already now that it wasn't always the case, uh, and and what. What you would see uh, in the office uh, was definitely not everyone, you know, speaking English, uh, doing meetings and and so on. So, um, no, I didn't have to speak Chinese, but uh, looking in the mirror mirror, it would have definitely been an advantage uh, already at that time.
0: All right. So at what point did you start learning Chinese?
1: I didn't actually start learning Chinese seriously until uh, I think my third year or third or fourth year in China. Um, the thing was, um, I think there were two reasons. Uh, one, um, I was feeling basically too busy. Uh, and I didn't have that, you know, mental capacity for learning a new language at that time. I, I, did, I was so busy with the job that I didn't feel that I could also uh, learn a new language, mm-hmm. but. Secondly, uh, I think that's 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 the real limiter or the real limiting factor at that time. Um, I didn't actually believe that I could learn Chinese. Hmm. Um, I didn't meet any other foreigners uh, working in the company who spoke Chinese for work, and hmm. uh, everyone would just tell me that it, it, it was too difficult. Um, at that time, we didn't really use smartphones either. You know? uh-huh. um, so I think uh, that made a big difference as well because now it's so easy to to uh, on, on, sure. the, on the phone compared to at that time.
0: So what was your learning approach? Did you hire a teacher or what did you do?
1: Yeah, <laughs> the, the funny thing is though, um, even though I would have a one-on-one Tutors. Uh, I think when I when I really uh, decided to learn Chinese, I would have uh, lessons three times as, uh, three times a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I wasn't making any progress at all. Um, I was just you know <laughs> um, uh, looking at the we, we used the book to to learn Ping and 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 uh, I was just. Um, you know, <laughs> look at the new words and I would remember them for like one minute and then they were mm. gone again. And when I heard the teacher uh, pronounce those words, I yeah. would just, they wouldn't make any sense at all. Okay. It wasn't until I just uh, started to, you know, speak Chinese with friends uh-huh. that, that it actually started to, to stock, uh, to get, you know, to, to become part of my active vocabulary. I think that's the right way to put it
0: so at th- at this point, were you also learning characters
1: as well? No, not in the beginning. Hmm. Um, I think what really motivated me uh, towards learning the characters was was uh, was uh, you know uh, when communicating using weChat hmm. uh, very basic uh, because um I think I think most pawns go through the space where they try to type pinging right. and communicate in pinging. Um, really but you quickly realize that, yeah, it just creates <laughs> another um, uh, challenge altogether because, you know, there can be different meanings to, to sure. the same uh, pinging. So I think that when I realized that I could use my phone to, to input uh, characters, um, uh-huh. that accelerated my and also my motivation for for learning uh, Chinese characters.
0: Okay. So once your Chinese started to improve, like how did that uh, improve your quality of life?
1: Oh, drastically, I would say.
0: Um, Like what did it allow you to do that you couldn't do before?
1: I think the most important, I mean... um, it's easy to say, you know, it's easier to buy the stuff you want to buy and um, eat the things you want to eat, and so on. But um, if I if I if I were to point out one thing, it is uh, making friends here. Hmm. I think uh, being able to speak Chinese is a um, huge advantage when you want to make real friends in China. Um, the thing is, like, if you have some special hobbies or uh, things that you like to do, um, it may be difficult to find foreigners that 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 have the same hobbies, especially if you live in a smaller city in, in China. Um, and then it really helps to be able to communicate in, in Chinese.
0: Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that initially when you first got there because of the pollution and whatnot, you kind of regretted being there. So, at what point did you get to the level where, hey, I kind of like it out here, or did you ever get there?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I cannot think of any, you know, turning point exactly. Uh-huh. But um, as I mentioned before, I think it's—it's it's, for me it, at least—it's very important to to have a working socialized social life. A mm. social life. Where I live, and and I think as I started to make friends here, uh, that helped a lot, and also okay. being able to you know, do what I wanted to do during my my spare time.
0: Sure.
1: Um, and I'm not really sure when when I was when, when that happened, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that um, uh, things started getting much better after three years. Okay. Uh, in the beginning, I was mainly here due to the to the job and it wasn't until after the thirty or so that I actually actively um, decided to, that I wanted to stay in China. I wanted to really specialize in uh, working or uh, dealing with the Chinese market and the Chinese uh, people.
0: So as far as your work environment, um, were there any major differences you noticed in the work culture there? Versus what you'd been used to before.
1: Yes, I think is the short answer to that question. <laughs> um, for sure, for
0: sure. Uh-huh. So, what are some um, examples? Um,
1: I think the easiest ones to remember are those where I uh, um, got into, you know, big problems because of the differences. I have one example in mind. Um, um, for instance, when working in Europe, I think it's pretty common for, uh, let's say, a department manager, if he needs help from another department, to just go directly to that department and, you know, talk to the people that that needs uh, that he needs help from, uh-huh. and uh, and they would figure out things, you know, um, just between the two of them.
0: So there's like cooperation uh, between
1: just, them. Yeah, mm-hmm. like um, um, yeah, so basically like that. And and I I was trying to do the same thing here. Uh-huh. You know, if we had a task and I needed help from engineers from another department or similar, I would just go directly to those engineers and ask for help. Uh-huh. And I find I found out that <laughs> the the manager of those engineers would become very, very angry okay. uh, when I did that because. They expected me to first ask them for permission, and I see. and then they would, you know, uh, allow it, and and things could be done.
0: Uh, you have to respect the quicker. chain of command.
1: Yeah, exactly, okay. and I think that's that's one major uh, difference that I uh, learned the hard way here. Uh-huh. Um, also, I would say. Uh, There's a big difference between how you do job interviews here compared to my home country at least. um, What you're allowed to ask and what you're not allowed to ask is very different. Um, Okay,
0: tell me about that.
1: Yeah, so um, when we were interviewing people for uh, positions in my department, for instance, I would often invite a HR representative or someone from another department to just you know, sitting on the interviews, and, and uh, they were allowed to, you know, ask uh, some questions, maybe in Chinese also, if, if that was necessary. Um, and um, I was just surprised how they would, you know, just ask directly if it was like a female candidate. Uh, when do you expect to, you know, get married or have mm. children and questions like that, very personal questions. I see. Um, I would not dare to do that in, in my home country for sure
0: and were the were the female people were they comfortable answering those questions?
1: yeah, they were totally fine with it like they they just, um,
0: yeah. yeah,
1: but again, it's hard to say you know if they sure
0: they, um
1: if if they promised something during the injury, i'm not i wouldn't know if if they were telling the truth anyway, I think right, it's, right, right. yeah, if they promise like I won't have children until two years later. And <laughs> um, how can you verify yeah. if that was true? I mean, you would have to hire the person and, and see what happened, right? So, yeah.
0: You can't put that in the contract, right?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but uh, yeah. So, I think another thing I learned here was that, um, uh, and I'm sorry to say this, but you cannot always trust people. Um, uh, especially if there's uh, money, or something related to, uh, you often talk about face in China.
0: Sure.
1: Um, if there's an opportunity for someone to gain face uh, by doing something that, yes, he shouldn't be doing, um, then you should kind of expect them to to try and do that. And uh, I think I also learned that halfway here. In China, that that people will sometimes uh, do things just to show off or um, earn extra money, even though they they shouldn't. Um, you know, um, one one very uh, specific example I can think of is uh, my company was paying uh, overtime. Okay. I think that's uh, not so common in China, but, but they did that. Okay. And sometimes employees would like push tasks. Until, um, late in the afternoon, and then they would Mm. ask for uh, a chance to finish the task uh, during the, during the evening Ah, because they knew they could earn extra money if they had to do that, you know. I
0: see. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. So, uh, going back to, to your learning Chinese. So you mentioned in the beginning you weren't making much progress. Uh, until you started using what you were learning, so if you were to go back in time for how you learned Chinese, uh, what would you change about how you learned?
1: Yeah, so the first thing I would change was uh, would be my you know attitude in in general. Um, I think and I think this is very common for foreigners who who come to China. They don't uh, start learning Chinese because they think they they will never make it. They will never become soon enough um, for Chinese to be useful. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you if you don't surround yourself with people who who have either learned Chinese as a second or third language, or if you just you know think that you are only going to stay here for one or two years or something like that, of course you won't you won't be able to learn Chinese. I think that's that's self-explanatory. Um, Another example, and I think I was also one of them. Um, if you have the opportunity to speak uh, Chinese with either your, you know, boyfriend or girlfriend or colleagues, then 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 use that opportunity. Um, I see, like most of my foreign friends here, who you know only speak very basic Chinese, um, they have uh, Chinese uh, girlfriends. Uh, and they just they just don't speak Chinese at home for whatever reason, even though they they could they could just you know do that um,
0: sorry I think in in that situation, you're also competing with um your your partner wanting to practice English right
1: oh yes, yes, <laughs> that is very true <laughs> um and and I think you can do both right sure um in in most cases, what I see is that it's mainly like, uh, because Chinese, they learn English in school and, and so on. So they are often at a higher level than right. than the foreigners here. So it's just it's just more convenient. Exactly. Um, yeah. I would, however, say that I'm very happy um, that I learned, you know, uh, a Chinese version of English as well. Uh, I think if you ask me how I got by during the first three years in China, uh-huh. it was by speaking uh, A Chinese version of of English. Can you give me an
0: example of what that means? Yeah,
1: you know what? uh, Just just very simple example. Um, You know, um, Chinese have a certain word for ten thousand yuan, and because of that, when um, Chinese try to say a larger number, a number larger than you know Uh ten thousand, they find it difficult. In English, because they are looking for that word ten thousand you know oh, ten right. thousand and um and, and
0: uh, they 10, of ten thousand them yeah,
1: yeah, so you can sort of help them if you're discussing um you know financials or whatever by you know um by knowing that uh, and by you know do you mean one with four zeros or one with five zeros yeah mm. like 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 because um, sometimes they will just say the number and they will think that they have said the right number, but actually they haven't. Right. So you need to make sure. And, and, and when I say speaking Chinese, English, that could actually be basically saying, do you mean two and then four zeros? I and, see. Is that what you mean? Yeah.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. Now, many people regard learning Chinese, like Chinese as being one of the tougher languages to learn. As somebody who had to learn English and German and other languages, do you do you think that's true? Is Chinese more difficult to learn than these other ones? Um,
1: it depends on on. In terms of a uh, spoken language, I do not think that Chinese is uh, more difficult than German, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, not at all. Um, but if your if your aim is to become uh, so proficient that you can read daily newspapers, uh, I think uh, if you're used to a language that is not based on characters, uh, Chinese would be one of the most difficult languages to learn. Sure. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's and, an uh, answer.
1: Yeah. Because, I mean, even in English, I, I sometimes don't consider myself uh, proficient. Uh, because if I read an American newspaper, for instance, uh, I may not know if they are talking about some government change. I may not know, you know, who is that person that they are talking about, right. and the position that he's holding. What is? What, what? How does that relate to what I know in my country and so on? Um, mm. Because it becomes very specific.
0: Sure.
1: And uh, yeah. So um, if you adjust your ambition uh, according to this, if if you just want to be able to get by and make phone calls and, and so on. Um, I think it's, it's very doable, uh, at least as doable as learning, for instance, uh, German.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And similar question. You mentioned that you had many colleagues there who, uh, didn't even bother trying to learn Chinese because they thought oh, that I don't have the capability of learning Chinese. I'm not a good language learner or whatever excuse they have. So what advice would you give to someone like that who lives in a Chinese place but hasn't bothered learning because they think that? What uh, advice would you give to them?
1: Yeah, that's a very good question. Because um, you mentioned yeah, is, you were in
0: that situation yeah. too, right?
1: Yeah, I think I'm I'm returning to, to what I said earlier. Uh, basically, believe in it because um, you have to believe that you can learn it uh before uh before that's even gonna happen right. and um i think um the second thing is to basically give yourself time uh, i think another thing that was very difficult for me in the beginning was accepting that uh I would make a lot of mistakes and um like uh, when I did the introduction in the beginning here. Um, I certainly made some mistakes that I wouldn't normally do, probably because I was nervous. But you just have to accept that sometimes you will sound like um, yeah, uh, uh, someone who is a bit retarded or very young (laughs) or or something like that, because that's that's just how it is in the beginning. And depending on who you are as a person, um, that may or may not be uh, easy for you to accept. But if you can accept that, that you will uh, uh, sound like a beginner in the beginning. Um, if you are, if you are comfortable failing, then, uh, then 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 the worst hurdles are already overcome. Um, right.
0: I think at the end of the day, you know, you're you're trying to communicate. So even if it's not perfect, as long as the other person understands your message, then you know it's a success. Yes. Right. And
1: fortunately most Chinese, at least mainland Chinese, I don't know how it is in, in Thailand or Hong Kong, but um, the, the good thing about learning Chinese and if you're based in China is that most people here are very happy if you can just uh, speak a little bit Chinese and they will be very helpful. Okay. As opposed to maybe in in some European countries that people would just switch to English if they if they realize that you're not quite fluent in, right. in, in their own uh, languages. And that's, that's that's a much more frustrating and much more difficult learning environment, uh, right? in my opinion. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, well, thank you very much for sharing your time and your experience with us. And yeah, I'll, I'll forward any comments that people have about this to you. Yes, and
1: thanks for having me.
0: Okay, thank you so much.